it's true, but God's taught me a new layer. Listen, I am lost in God. The Bible says that our, that our life is lost in him. But my individuality is not. My individuality is a great gift from the Father. The fact that you are an individual is blessed to the Lord. He's designed you exactly like you are. All your quirks, all your hang-ups. He loves them all. The beauty is that with all of our complexity, he can still fit us together in Christ. So, Father, with that understanding, I thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. Underline this line, how well I know it. And I want to ask you, do you know it well? Do you know how complex you are? You watched me as I was being formed in, my, in the utter seclusion, as I was woven together in my mother's womb. You saw me before I was ever born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had ever passed. He knows everything that has ever happened to you, everything that has yet to happen to you, everything that you have done, everything you have yet to do. And knowing all of that, he still says, I love them. Do you know how often we approach relationships with people guarded because if they really knew us, they would not like us? Anybody identify with that? I would put to you that we approach God that way too. It's like we're playing the shell game with God. Like, God, here's, here's me and it's the best side of us and we're hiding the stuff we don't like. And yet he's peeking over our shoulders going, I like that too. I love that too. In fact, um, you know, uh, Olivia Newton-John died. I'm just confessing all kinds of stuff today. I like Olivia Newton-John. I got chills. <laughs> well, she was a forerunner and helped launch other Groups like ABBA. So I've been listening to Olivia Newton-John and ABBA. You want just some happy music? Go listen to ABBA. Just happy. And so as I've been writing in my journal all that, I, that this that God wants to share with you today, I've been trying to find a better title. I just couldn't do it because it's just ABBA. So here's the title today. Um, it, it's simply Knowing Me, Knowing You, which if you don't know, is an Abba song. <laughs> so, but what a great concept. Knowing me equals knowing you. So if I'm not willing to know all of me, there is no way for me to fully understand God. Because there's parts of me I don't love that he does. And I want to show you through a story today how that if we'll be open and honest with the Father, He wants to take us on a journey. That the more we come to know ourselves, the more that we come to acknowledge stuff, accept stuff, the better we'll be able to adjust to a new reality. Listen to those three words again. Acknowledge. Ac it was true, but God's taught me a new layer. Listen, I am lost in God. The Bible says that our, that our life is lost in Him. 
but my individuality is not. My individuality is a great gift from the Father. The fact that you are an individual is blessed to the Lord. He's designed you exactly like you are. All your quirks, all your hangups, he loves them all. The beauty is that with all of our complexity, he can still fit us together in Christ. So Father, with that understanding, I thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. Underline this line, how well I know it. And I wanna ask you, do you know it well? Do you know how complex you are? You watched me as I was being formed in, my, in the utter seclusion, as I was woven together in my mother's womb. You saw me before I was ever born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had ever passed. He knows everything that has ever happened to you, everything that has yet to happen to you, everything that you have done, everything you have yet to do. And knowing all of that, he still says, I love them. Do you know how often we approach relationships with people guarded because if they really knew us, they would not like us? Anybody identify with that? I would put to you that we approach God that way too. It's like we're playing the shell game with God. Like, God, here's, here's me and it's the best side of us and we're hiding the stuff we don't like. And yet he's peeking over our shoulders going, I like that too. I love that too. In fact, um, you know, uh, Olivia Newton-John died. I'm just confessing all kinds of stuff today. I like Olivia Newton-John. I got chills. <laughs> well, she was a forerunner and helped launch other Groups like ABBA. So I've been listening to Olivia Newton-John and ABBA. You want just some happy music? Go listen to ABBA. Just happy. And so as I've been writing in my journal all that, I, that this that God wants to share with you today, I've been trying to find a better title. I just couldn't do it because it's just ABBA. So here's the title today. Um, it, it's simply Knowing Me, Knowing You, which if you don't know, is an Abba song. <laughs> so, but what a great concept. Knowing me equals knowing you. So if I'm not willing to know all of me, there is no way for me to fully understand God. Because there's parts of me I don't love that he does. And I wanna show you through a story today how that if we'll be open and honest with the Father, he wants to take us on a journey. That the more we come to know ourselves, the more that we come to acknowledge stuff, accept stuff, the better we'll be able to adjust to a new reality. Listen to those three words again. Acknowledge, accept, and adjust. You'll never change things in your life until you acknowledge something happened, accept that it happened to you, own it, then you can adjust to a new reality. But what a lot of us do is we ignore things. And like, if we don't think about it, it'll go away. You know, that, those words that were spoken to us by our parents when we were kids that told us we were stupid. 
And we think it doesn't matter, yet internally we say to ourselves all the time, man, I'm so dumb. No, you're not. No, you're not. Ephesians, Ephesians says that I have been given all spiritual, I have, I've, been given, I've been blessed with understanding in heavenly places. I'm not stupid. Yeah. All right? One more scripture. If anyone thinks they are something, there it goes. If anyone thinks they are something, when they are not, they deceive themselves. Anybody in here really good at deceiving yourself? I am. You, one way that we deceive ourselves is to present the best version of ourselves to God. Yeah. And what God desperately wants us to do is to accept the parts of us that we try to ignore. And when we do, we're gonna find a new understanding of who God is. Romans 12 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. This has to do with how, with our soul. This is about healing our soul. Yeah. Change the way you think. It's, it's not just about a, a mental switch of saying, I'm not fat, I'm skinny. It's a, it, it's a changing of the very wiring of our brain that we don't start with all of our mistakes as disqualifiers, but we understand that our mistakes and our mess ups are actually part of what makes us beautiful to him. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And here's my statement that I'm gonna talk around today. Here you go. Transformation comes. Here's when it comes. When God and self are both deeply known. Transformation comes when both God and self are deeply known. Aren't you glad you came to psychology church today? This is all through the Bible. I want to show you just one. I could show you about five that I've been studying. I just wanted to show you one and try to be done here in about 15 minutes. Lord, help me. Famous story that all of us know. Okay. I'm trying to, there's so much I want to say to you. that I, I want to, really my heart is to equip you to hear God's voice. Okay. I offer this to you. I encourage you to try this. It is not complicated. But man, it could change your relationship. Find a story like the one I'm about to tell you. Put the Bible down. And spend 30 minutes imagining that story. And try to look for the details of what might have happened. What might this person have been feeling in that moment when Jesus said this. And what will happen is the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you as you contemplate, not on the information, but begin to try to understand what might have been going on. So let me show you a famous story today. Jesus had been ministering. One of the most powerful things about God is that he made himself vulnerable. You will never be transformed by God until you go to the places 
that you want to ignore and be vulnerable in them. Be vulnerable. Jesus got vulnerable. Bible says that eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Look at this. Don't blow by it. And Jesus was tired from a long walk and he sat wearily beside the well about noontime. I just love the fact that Jesus experienced weariness. I love the fact that Jesus wasn't just operating in a spiritual unction, but he was working with his strength and your strength comes and goes. It ebbs and flows and Jesus gets it because God got weary. He got weary enough to sit down and tell his disciples to go get lunch. <laughs> hmm. You ought to think sometimes, Lord, what must that have been like for you? To love us so much, not just that you would come to die, but let me think about the fact that you would come and embrace my weariness and learn what that's like. That you would be willing to become vulnerable. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. What a concept. Jesus is thirsty. And he says to the Samaritan woman, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. When the temple was destroyed the first time and the northern kingdoms were taken into captivity in Assyria, the children of, the, of Israel at the time began to intermarry with the Assyrians and they produced offspring. That offspring was called Samaritans. Samaritans had mixed or unknown heritage. And if you didn't understand your heritage, Jews didn't hang out with you. And so there was a schism that developed simply because, well, we know what our heritage is, but they don't know what theirs is. And it was, it was horrible. It was racism. And Jesus walks into a racist territory. In fact, Jesus violated things he had been taught. Don't hang out with those people. Anybody ever told you that? Don't hang out with them. He was taught, don't hang out with Samaritans. They're unclean. They're dirty. They're sinful. We don't hang out with them because of our heritage and we're holy. Some of you need to deal with a bad holiness inside of you because all you could think about this morning during worship wasn't worshiping God, but the fact that somebody on stage was in shorts. <laughs> what you wear has nothing to do with your holiness. And I'm sure the father, if he had to choose between me in shorts and a t-shirt and somebody else decked out in their finest. He doesn't care about that. He cares about the worship. Sure. 
and the heart. So let's be careful that we don't view the past and not inject ourselves into it and ask, Lord, how am I like those people? In what ways, Father, am I like the Jews that I let things divide me from people that I know you love? All because I think if I hang out with them, I'm sinful. See what'll happen if you just sit and think about a story a little bit? She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. First thing she knew about Jesus, he was a Jew, she was a Samaritan. He was of the right lineage, she was not. He was holy, she was not. Man, spend some time imagining yourself as a Samaritan woman and be honest with yourself deep inside the places you wanna hide from that you wanna ignore. Is there a part of her feeling in you that thinks, God, I can't be with you. Who am I? I can't hang out with you. I can't, have, I can't really have a relationship with you because you're this and I'm this. Her first thought or knowledge about Jesus was about right and wrong, do's and don'ts, haves and have nots, and that's the basis of religion. And for a lot of us as Christians, that's the basis of our understanding with God. You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Do you know the second thing she noticed about Jesus? That he has something I need. Don't you have that view of Jesus too? I come to God when I'm in need of something. Because of all the places I could go to get my needs met, I know ultimately the only place I'm gonna get it met is you. We're a lot like the Samaritan woman, aren't we? We approach God first from a religious concept of do's and don'ts. And then we view God as somebody who gives us what we need. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor, see, ancestry, than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? Let me tell you something about Jacob's well. It is still there, okay? Okay. Um, it was famous in the province for having fresh water. There was some kind of an underground aquifer that flowed down from a mountain that filled it with fresh water. I love the, the idea that God loves the outcasts that we don't love so much that he charts away underground, hidden from all of us, and yet still gives them fresh water. Just because you don't think they deserve this life-giving water, I love them so much, I'm going to bypass you. And I'm going to give them living water right over here. Now, there was a time frame where women would come and draw water. Jesus actually is sitting at the well at 
about the end of this time period. So most of the women would have come and already gotten their water. And here comes this woman coming to Jacob's well that gives them fresh water, but she came by herself. At least that's the way it appears. How can you offer better water than he, Jacob, and his sons and his animals enjoyed? How can something new be better than something old? Our tradition satisfied us for generations. How can you tell me that God's got something new for us to draw from? I want to hold on to my traditions. Fine. But the living water is moved. In fact, Jesus actually talked about don't hang on to your traditions. In fact, Jesus said, if you obey the traditions of man instead of obeying God, you're an idolater because you put the traditions of men ahead of your obedience to God. <laughs> I'm in trouble today. Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. She knows Jesus first from a rule standpoint that, she, uh, that he's good, she's not. He's Jew, she's not. Secondly, she approaches God or knows about Jesus is that he says he'll give me something that I need because she's always thirsty. And thirdly, she knows he's got something I can't get on my own because he says, if I drink what he's got, I won't thirst anymore. That means, sorry. He says, it'll become a fresh and bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water that I'll never be thirsty again. I put to you, she's deceiving herself. She's not being honest. But Jesus loves her so much He's gonna lead her to a place. Listen to me. Father, help me get this across today of what you're wanting to do in all of us. He's gonna lead her to a place to where she will come face to face with the part of her she chooses to ignore. And she's gonna have to acknowledge that it's there. She then accepts that it's there and then gets to pivot and make an adjustment to a new reality. She's there by herself because everybody around her already knows her junk. You know that stuff that you and I think we hide that nobody knows about? Everybody knows. We're deceiving ourselves. We spend our life deceit, lying to ourselves instead of dealing with our stuff. I'll never thirst again. Give me this water. So I won't have to come here to get water. In other words, so I won't have to come and have people say things about me. She's deceiving herself. And Jesus asked a question. Go get your husband, Jesus told her. In my mind as I'm playing this, I see Jesus sitting on that, that well, and in my mind, he's just flicking a stone. All right, go get your husband. Acknowledge. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. You're right. You don't have a husband. For you've had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. She acknowledged and accepted the truth about herself. What about you are you unwilling to acknowledge and accept? 
because of all the disqualifications that you think is attached to it? Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it to be here at Mount Gizron where our ancestors worshiped? The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ. And when he comes, he'll explain everything to us. Acceptance, acknowledgement, adjustment. I am the Messiah, he told her. The woman left her water jug beside the well and ran back to the village and told everyone those that she had been hiding from, waiting to the last minute to come and get water. Those people that talked about her and, and kept remembering her past and bringing her past up in front of her face. She now has a new reality that she's adjusting herself to and it changes her behavior. Suddenly she's not embarrassed anymore. She runs back to the town. Hey guys, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Would you be honest with yourself? Don't we sometimes act as if we know more about ourselves than God knows about us? Don't we sometimes hide our mistakes and think God doesn't know about it? And then when we come to worship, we present our best self forward and we, we try to ignore all the junk. What if you would just allow Jesus and you to have a relationship to where you got vulnerable with him and you got vulnerable with yourself and said, you know what? Somebody hurt me. They mistreated me. They rejected me. And ever since then, I've got a wall that I won't let anybody pass, including you, Lord. Because the reason why that hurts so much is because I know I can't trust anybody. And I would rather have a wall than get hurt. Even if that person that I hold the wall in front of is you. You know, that thing you did as a child that 40 years later you still haven't gotten over. That thing you know about and as soon as you think about it, your stomach tar starts to turn and you choose to try to forget it really quick so you'll feel better. And then you, you deceive yourself with a truth. Do you know you can do that? Here's what we do. Oh, thank you, Lord, that that's under the blood. Yes, it is, but you're still broken. Do you think he wants you to live broken? Or do you think that he might've done all of this so you can get healed? You know, those words spoken to us by our parents that cause us to live a life comparing ourselves to our brother and our sister. That then cause us to look down on ourselves and, know, and believe that, man, I am less than this person. And that produces then this desire to, to perform, this desire to achieve, this idea that if I succeed at this and I prove myself to my parents that I'm worthy. 
But everything that is physical begins spiritual. And what, if you are that person, which some of you are, please hear me today. I'm trying to help you. You are that way with God. It's like, God, if I do the right thing, if I do this, if I do this, you'll be happy and you'll be proud of me. Every child wants to know that they are accepted and loved by their parents. And the hardest job, in my opinion, for what it's worth, this is my opinion. I know some of you have harder jobs probably, but this is my view. I don't know that there's much harder of a job than being a parent. To know that every word you say is, is being imprinted on a, a young person's mind. And you have no idea how those statements are gonna come back. And yet as a parent, all I want my children to know is no matter what, I love them. That my love is not conditional on their behavior. It's conditional on a relationship that goes down to the molecular level. Yes. I'm telling you, that's what God wants for you. He wants you to learn how to have these contemplative conversations with these stories and inject yourself into it and listen to him talk about you, to you. Come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. How could somebody know all I've done? I've tried to forget what I've done. He already knows. And he already loves you. That's why his love is the ultimate key to the kingdom. And we bypass it. 1 John, my dear children, let's not just talk about love. Let's practice real love. This is the only way we'll know we're living truly, living in God's reality. See, he wants you to live in his reality, not yours. And what we do is we, we try to... We, our reality is messed up, jacked up, screwed up, however you want to say it. That's our reality. And we want God to live here. And what God's trying to do is go, no, it's a better view over here. <laughs> Come look at it the way I'm looking at it. I hope I'm making sense today. This is the only way we will know we're living truly, living in God's reality. Look at this. It's also the way to shut down debilitating self-criticism. So by knowing me, I'm knowing him. By knowing me better, understanding me better, I come to a better understanding of his love for me. We're living in God's reality. This is also the way to shut down debilitating self-criticism, even when there's something to it. I love that. We did it. It was done to us. 
Accept it. Accept it. Stop deceiving ourselves. Well, that didn't really happen. Yes, it did. And it's affected you. And, it's, and, and you're living out from that hurt even today. So accept it. 